0: Got it.
1: Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and
2: Affiliates. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Oh. Behind home plate, we bringing it to a all, all day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Win We lose, we bringing it to you always. always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we back section 336 we on this so tune in in. you know what's up welcome to birdland yeah yeah welcome to birdland you know what's up welcome to birdland Birdland. now here come the boys from section 336
3: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your dearly sending host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka.
1: Ten days, Matt. Ten days till opening day. Wow. Countdown's on. It's coming fast. Wow. Oh, yeah, ten days. I keep on thinking in my head,
3: April 11th, I'm like, what, ten days? No, April 8th. Opening day, which is kind of circled in my head. But yeah, opening day. Oh yeah. And baseball and for the Orioles Happens before that.
1: You're right. You're right. We normally it's it's always weird when the Orioles start on the road. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's uh it's to my benefit this year cuz it's down here in Tampa. Yep. So you'll be there for that? Yep. I got tickets for Saturday, uh Friday and Saturday. Uh hotel through Sunday, so Sunday's an option. Okay. It depends how the first two games go. And I bought nice tickets for Friday and Saturday. Okay, I bet for Saturday you couldn't get tickets for four dollars like you could for the second game of the Orioles' season. No, I want to talk about that. That's like a whole week of nineteen ninety two pricing, right? That the Orioles yeah. are doing. Yeah. No, the tickets were um, more than I normally spend on baseball tickets.
3: But 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 you could just go on the website and get tickets for opening day. You, you think it's is that a, a sellout on opening day? I went to TickPick. I don't know what that means.
1: That TickPick they is sponsor, a new sponsor for us. Yeah, they're a sponsor of Film Study. Okay. So I used, I went to tickpick.com slash Ravens, which got me like $10 off my tickets. Nice. And for promoting film study. But but Uh, that's like a step up type type deal. All right. Yep. So I went there, got my tickets. They did have some for opening day. No surprise, it's Tampa on their website, but I ended up going with the the, nicer seats. Yeah. Yeah. I went with the nicer seats. Um, I felt like a road game, home opener. I wanted to be in that like kind of, Behind home plate, behind the visitor dugout that area, mm-hmm. so I thought that would be fun, so that's where I'm sitting for Friday and Saturday. That's where I sit for my buoy games, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. same concept um i those aren't my favorite seats at Camden, but I feel like a road game, you want to be up there, you want to be with the players, you want to show support, yeah, no, I think that's good, I think that's spot on um.
3: Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we we yeah, we got a lot talked about today on the show. We got roster cuts. We got some tough final roster decisions. Yep. We got some more promotions. All that stuff. Uh, but Josh, first of all, I need to get I need to get your take on this. Okay. Are you are you uh, are you team uh, Chris Rock or team Will Smith? Uh, oh, I don't care about the whole thing. I don't
1: care about it at all. I think it's the stupidest thing ever. Okay, we're on opposite sides of the fence. But side. but all right, but if you want me, to choose I think, a, yeah, go ahead. That is one of the greatest things that ever happened. I'm sorry, Chris Rock. I think it's just another yeah. thing. It's why we don't have comedies on in movie theaters anymore. That people get offended by stupid jokes. Yeah, and to be so offended by a stupid joke that you have to go up on stage and slap someone. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand uh, it. See, I knew it.
3: You said you didn't have an opinion, but
1: you. This oh, I have an is opinion, an issue but I also
3: don't care. Everyone has an opinion on, and I love it because. I just I have Twitter just for Orioles, and so I, I usually just get Orioles stuff on there. Right. But occasionally, something breaks through like a, a news story breaks <sighs> through somehow. All I only follow Orioles people, but somehow uh-huh. something breaks through. And this and this was a breakthrough event, and I love it because it brought out everybody. The conspiracy theorists are out there saying, oh, yeah, it, saying it didn't really happen, right? That it's staged, yep. Um, our, our mother's one of them, the, the uh, to, 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 to the surprise of, of not us, the um. You know, the people who take this as some kind of big statement on society. Oh, that that's me. That's me. I take it as a cultural statement. Yeah, it's a cultural statement. It, I think the, it definitely is a cultural statement. The the memes are out there.
1: Wonderful. I just appreciate it. No, watching. no, no. There's no memes out there.
3: Okay. I thought there's, I just watched a TikTok video called The Fresh Slap of Bel Air, where they remake The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but turn it into the slap that gets them sent to Bel Air. I thought that was pretty funny. It made me laugh. Um, no, I think there's, I think there's some good, I think there's some good comedy to, to come out of it as well. So I think it covers the spectrum of things. Um, it, and the pol- it goes into politics. Yes, it becomes political too. Um, I saw Donald Junior, Tr- Donald Trump Junior, whatever, tweeting about it.
1: Yeah. Um, there's so a, there's th- a Valensky meme going around. Oh, wonderful,
3: wonderful. Uh, see, so it covers the gamut of everything. I just yep. it makes me so happy. <laughs> so, what side are you on? Uh, what I, I just I'm, I'm I'm on entertainment side and this whole thing is entertaining me greatly and so I'm on everybody's side. I think everyone acted appropriately and it and it makes me laugh. And who knew that the Oscars were still a show that happened?
1: So all right. went all around. That, well, that could, now I was I see. So you lean on the conspiracy theory side. That's the conspiracy theory side. Is did you have any idea of the Oscars were last night?
3: Only because only because I had a little money on Best Picture. That's the only reason I knew. Did you put it on Coda? No.
1: Oh, I knew it was going to be code. I didn't know I could bet on it. I didn't think uh, about that. Well, I was... i Koda was I, the shoe-in. I put a bet in two months ago for a long shot. What'd you put it in for? I don't want to share because... No, no. Did. What'd you put it in? You put it on Spider-Man. I put it on West Side Story. That, that,
3: have you seen the reviews of West Side Story? I just... I have a, a woman who I really like who does the Tony Cornelius show. She came on a about on. West Side Story. And so I said, oh, man, I'm going to just... It was like, you know, a 500 did you see to West, 100 West 100 Side or Story?
1: Huh? Did you see West Side Story? No, I didn't see it. I didn't see any you single can't. movie on here. Did you see Coda? No, I didn't see
3: a thing, I didn't know what Coda oh. was. It's the first time I ever heard of it. Is when I watched oh. this picture. Oh, it's been on my list. Till, I haven't watched oh, it. Oh, really? I have, have no idea. what's it a long time. Yeah, I don't know what any of these movies are about. I've never heard of any of them. <laughs> the only movie I saw this past year was Sing 2, and I would have I voted for that, that one for, for best. You didn't pick. see? Did good. you
1: see Turning Red? Oh yes, I saw Turning Red too. I That's did see that one. I was a fan of that one. What side are you on that? That's, you know, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of controversy too. I'm
3: on they I watched it yet. We're watching Franz it this Kafka because it's just a retelling of Metamorphosis, Kafka's Metamorphosis, and so I watched it for educational purposes ah. to talk to my students about the connections between turning red and, and Kafka's Meta, Meta, Metamorphosis. Gotcha.
1: But I avoided the controversial stuff. on that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um. But yeah, let's get some moral stuff. You know, I went. Well, I was going to tell you. I went this weekend. I was. Um, sitting at a little league game because that's what i do now which is a lot of fun watching little kids play baseball okay and i was sitting there playing on my phone and i said you know what baseball season's coming up i need to buy some new stuff i need a new hat a new jersey a new t-shirt i'm buying these things just on my phone throughout the day saturday afternoon not thinking about the fact that they all go together i ordered on saturday a jersey whose jersey well, who would you order right now if you were buying a new? Because here's my jerseys currently. I have Adam Jones. I have Manny Machado. And I have a Nick Markakis jersey. Are they a Richmond jersey? I don't know. Okay. I didn't um, want to buy an Adley Rushman jersey because I do have a Matt Wieters jersey. I went down that okay. role. I already went down that route. Everyone's you, going to go down that route.
3: And I'm not sure about the numbers, right? You don't want to mess up the number. You never buy a rookie something. jersey
1: because they changed their, ner- their jersey the second year and you're all screwed. Yeah, I mean,
3: you know, I would probably go with, I would probably go with, I would be too nervous to go with Trey Mancini, even though I think the world should extend him. So I would probably go with Cedric Mullins.
1: That's a good one. I was yeah. thinking Mountcastle. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that'd be another good one. Mountcastle was a good one. Yeah, I went with Cal Ripken. Okay. I decided to go Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I said that's going to be good no matter what's going on because I can't trust anyone on this roster. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's true. It's such a Mollins could be traded tomorrow. Who knows? Right. What a is capable of.
1: I also decided I needed a new Orioles hat because a okay. dozen's not enough. I want something yeah. a little different. Yeah. And I've really been wanting the uh, orthological bird. Okay. The bird that we all as kids had on our hats. Right. The the nineties bird. Yeah. Right. Sure. So I ordered one of those. Then yeah. I then I was then my you, with kid. the traditional colors or all black or what? Oh yeah, the traditional black with the with orange. The orange. Bird. Yeah, sure. Okay. Traditional same hat we all had as kids. Yeah. And uh, in the nineties, fitted and not the button. No, not fitted. It has a strap. It has like an old man strap. Okay. Like you know the. uh not the snapback, but the little how the old man does the little pull. Oh, and thing. not the velcro, but the actual the yeah. The little like a belt. Yeah, like the belt loop yeah. around and pull. Yeah, sure. it's got yeah. that. I couldn't find the fitted version or the snapback version that okay. also had the brim. Yeah. Snapbacks had to be like the flats, yeah. and I don't want a flat. Yeah. I'm a 40 year old man. I'm not wearing a flat hat. Yeah, no, you're not George Sherrill out here. Sure. Exactly. So um, then I was, and then I went on Facebook, and the ads got me, and there was a cool. 2131 t-shirt up there for sale so i ordered a 2131 t-shirt mm. so i ordered these three items a t-shirt a hat and a jersey all on saturday afternoon and then i didn't strike me that they had anything to do with each other until yeah. earlier today when i was like man i guess i really missed." when you saw the promotion baseball
3: yeah when you saw the promotion yeah. for 90s pricing
1: exactly then they went into the 90s promotion i was like that is what i miss as an oriole fan and that's and I guess it's because there was winning baseball in Baltimore and a consistent full Camden Yards. And like I hope we can get back to that soon.
3: Yeah, like I was encouraged. I went to um I put the show notes, Fan Fest.
1: That's not yeah. exactly what I went to. You completely confused me by putting a note in the notes that say Matt attended Fan Fest. Yeah. I attended the Bowie Bay Sox. I don't know what
3: they call it, their fan kids event. I don't know. Okay. There's, there's no players there, but the Oriole Birds there. Um, Louis is there, and um, there's a bunch of games and stuff to play. And you get to go in the dugout and walk around the warning track at Bowie Peg Base Stadium. Really well done. Really, really, it was a lot of fun. But, uh, well, what are we talking about? The, the- baseball. Oh, the nineties baseball. I'm not sure where I was going. going, going back there. to the winning ways. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Here's where I was going with that. I forgot okay. for a second. He got, you know, they were giving away a bunch of stuff, and two, two things he got was um, two posters. One okay. poster of Adley Rutschman uh, right. in a Booze uniform, and one poster of Grayson Rodriguez in a Booze uniform. Oh, that's and so, all, and we're putting that up awesome. on the wall. Yeah. And so I was thinking about how. Like, am I making a mistake raising my kids as Orioles fans? Well, my, my son at this point, at being four, he has really no idea. He can't name really any Orioles players. Right. He kind of knows Lamar Jackson. But it seems like the he's Ravens, at the perfect but, age. But when he gets to be six and seven and really gets into baseball, those posters on the wall, Adley Rushman and Grace Rodriguez, yeah. you know, one of those is going to be the World Series MVP. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> but that's going to be – like,
1: I feel, I feel like hopefully like, – Like that's the Ripken and Brady from our childhood.
3: Yes, he's going to have that same – positive baseball childhood oh, so. that we had. I hope so. Except his will include a World Series where ours did not.
1: Yeah, I sure hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I answered that question again this weekend. When's the last time the Orioles won the World Series? Yeah. I was three. Yeah, I was zero. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully uh, next year. Yeah. Um,
3: hopefully next year. Josh, yeah. this... This offseason, though, and we'll get to some of the cuts and specifics. Oh, but before we get there, did did you want to mention anything about you? We talked about the promotion. I, I was going to mention. I was going to b- bitterly complain about this inept off season where we've done nothing. Oh, yeah, but, we'll get but to did that. Did you Did you want to say something about the promotion anything else about the the throwback pricing? I know you're super into promotions. Well, it could be the biggest news of the of the year.
1: And I looked at Josh's show notes. His first highlight promotion. No, 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 no. That's yeah. something. No, the show notes say, "OPACY favorite memory promotion." Because I got an email from them asking everyone to submit like videos telling about their favorite their favorite memory at Camden Yards. Oh, uh,
3: oh, oh! I thought. So, it had, okay, okay. I thought, no, it's and, not. I forgot about I the four dollar pricing. Promotions. Okay, no, I, I like the four
1: dollar pricing, but yeah. that has nothing to do with me. I wanted to ask you what your favorite memory of Camden Yards was because I thought, hey, we should put a video together and send in the here as our favorite memories. And then I was trying to think. I was like, everyone younger than us will say the dumb and young double. Yeah. Um, everyone older than us will say twenty-one thirty-one. Yes. What and my thought was, what are some of the stuffs missing in the middle? Yeah, I
3: mean, certainly the All Star Game, right, comes top of the mind. Right. And that whole All Star Festival. I mean, that that's you know a highlight. Um. I mean, for me, the, the immediate thing comes to my mind. This is. Kind of recency bias,
2: but mm, taking
3: Silas, to, to, I was thinking taking Silas to his first game and going, uh, and you know where he can actually walk around, buying his first. Actually, you know, Dad bought his first, um, you know, Cal Ripken jersey in the team store. His, his first um, beer, American, a t- T-shirt. Yeah, his first beer. Um, yeah. So those memories. I mean, because certainly for us, Josh, it was the whole – for us, it's the generational right. you know, family aspect of it that makes Camden Yard so special. So, I yeah. see some connection there.
1: Right, right. 336 night. Our, our 336 yeah. nights. Yeah. Especially, yeah. That, especially the first couple that ha- we've had big crowds. Yeah, yeah, those, those were so fun. Yeah. Those are personal highlights. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't really – I thought also – I thought about some great negative highlights, like the 30-3 loss. It's a fun negative highlight. The we got to see a no hitter in person. Yeah, against Uh, the Orioles. We we were there. Yeah, uh,
3: Hideki Nomo. We were there at that bizarre game where we couldn't leave the stadium.
1: Yes. Yeah, the riot game. Yeah. We were also there when they found the Boston bomber. Like Uh, I I I have lots of memories tied with Camden Yards. Yeah. Um, We were also there for the day, the last game before the strike in '94. So that's a big memory for me. All that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you should recall that you were asked to move out of the photo. Nah, I think that was my lawyer. I don't know if I was even there um, to be honest. So I remember that. I've obviously Jeffrey Mayer. Yep. That uh, or no, but that was in New That was in New York. That was in New York. That in New York but that was yeah. season was there. I yeah. think of some great uh, seasons with uh, Mike Mussina. But I think there's lots of great ways that they can go with this, and I hope that they don't focus on just the dumb and young double game one sixty two. Yeah. Uh, Stuff like that, you know, well, and, and even like um, as as a
3: young person, I mean, we had to get on a waiting list for season tickets, right? Because oh, totally. As as
1: a young person, that game was day. sold out. What's that? Open? You could you were a, even if you had season tickets, you couldn't get open in day. Oh yeah, forget about it. But like, I mean, we for a while there, when the stadium
3: opened, it was selling out every single night of the season. Right. Right. Um, and so as and it was yeah, it was you had to be on a waiting list to get season and tickets. So yeah, it's. Very different,
1: yeah, and it kind of turned pulls into. Oh, I just thought of Eddie Murray too. Uh, oh yeah, five hundred runs. Yeah, yeah. that's another good one. Oh, well, a... and you mentioned All Star, but Griffey hitting the warehouse. Yep. I mean, Griffey. Everyone thinks that Griffey is the backwards hat. That was in Camden Yards. Yep. That he turned yep. that around. So. Uh yeah, and yeah, the Cal Ripken game more recency. So. Yeah,
3: yeah. I never. I mean, that whole. I mean, again, one of the special memories. This is a little more recent, but the whole statue giveaway and it seems like every game was kind of this incredible game yeah. where they were giving away statues on top of just an incredible year. right? Or people, yeah. Or oh, people and, like, oh, 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 and Josh, the top of my list too. Now that we're talking about, you caught me off guard here, um, but Game One Hundred and Sixty Two, where we were dancing in that's the aisles. Yeah,
1: Game One Hundred and Sixty Two definitely
3: is on the list. Yeah, that's yeah that that might be near the top of my list. Is one of the most
1: yeah it's a, yeah just favorite fan experience. And people love to hate on Chris Davis. But those two seasons where he was just crushing the ball, yep. every at bat in that stadium was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And also uh, when they used to have FanFest at Camden Yards was always a highlight of mine. Yeah. So. Yeah, before they moved it and then got rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like, and I don't know, I it, it kind of took goes into that Forbes article that came out this week about how every major league baseball team increased in value except the Orioles decreased in value. Right. And it's just a made up number. Like they don't know what they're talking about. It's right. one of the like like if you were to sell the team, yeah, right. or something. What you could how get much for would it, it. yeah, yeah. And they ask him, well, it's why the Orioles money. lose money? And they say badly ran franchise. Yeah, but at the but two sentences before they said, "Oh well, the Orioles made all would make a bunch of money even without revenue sharing because of their things so low," so you would think that would be attractive to sell. But whatever. Uh, But it made me it made me realize during those '90s baseball, the big difference with that Peckham and yards was the Nats not being in town. Oh yeah, and without without the Nats, you had this gigantic region of Birdland. Yep, and now half of that poured into that excitement.
3: Half of that went to the Nats. And then, honestly, I mean, the Nats just recently have been more successful than the Orioles, right? So that's attracted a lot. If you're a borderline fan, go root for, you know, a winner. Go go, go root for Scherzer and Strasburg and Harper. Oh, I guarantee there's lots
1: of people who grew up, had kids, and they're like, I'm not putting my kids through the heartache that I went through with the Orioles. Yeah. We're going to root for the Nats. Yeah, you hear about people,
3: you feel bad for people who are, Oriole fans and Commander fans. The people who did it right are Raven fans and and National fans. I don't think right. I don't
1: think right the right the (laughs) word. Well, if you want to see winning, if you want to see the most winning, yes, you and I we've talked many times about how we can we could never root for another team. It's like family and embedded. Um, But Josh, Josh, you see the cherry blossom jerseys that uh... the okay. Help me out with this. Why is there so much hate for them? I think they look great.
3: I was gonna say I think they're the most wonderful jerseys I've ever seen. Like I became a fan. But overnight, I love cherry
1: blossoms. Really? I I didn't see people hating on them. Twitter is uh, Twitter and Facebook both are just trashing them, and I'm like, these are awesome. I love the cherry blossom jerseys were awesome. Me too. Okay, good. We're on the same page there. Yeah. No, it made me think. What will Baltimore do as far as like how how do you recognize your the city of Baltimore? I'm sure there's a lot of inappropriate jokes we can make about that. <laughs> there are many, and I'm sure they're all over Twitter. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that's all. I, I just thought it's fun to talk about Orioles, Oriole Park memories as they're doing that promotion with the 30 years. Yeah.
3: That that, um, that is cool. I didn't. I missed that email. The because I, I don't. I wouldn't get the email anyway. Though I do get an email <laughs> from the Orioles every other day <laughs> oh, saying 75 off. Offer ends midnight. The and then the next day, <laughs> yeah. off,
1: all friends and like, shut up, Oils. That, All right. So apparently, I guess there's still a lot of tickets available for opening day. Oh no, is that, a, is that a thing? Really? i got I an know. email about it like two days ago. Oh really? Is there a chance it won't be a sellout? I don't know. I'm going to check right now. All
3: right. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm planning on going. Um, I got to put in my off day for it. I'm I'm going with Silas. Dad's going. Awesome. I don't know who else is going, but it should I be mean, good. That's,
1: that's cool. Um. I convinced Kelly's son this weekend that he will be an Orioles fan. He's given in. Okay. That he all will right. leave the Braves. Well, that's good timing. So I ordered a Cal Ripken t shirt because, again, who do you put it? Who do you give him? Yeah, maybe maybe Brooks, Cal. Maybe Brooks, but he knows the name Cal. Yeah. So, all, all right. right. All right. So modern right. Orioles. Yeah. Are, are, cuts. Or off yeah, yeah. Let's. Or you want to talk about the crappy off season? If you I mean, I don't know what there's to say. I, I'm just. I'm We, every we time, talked about it all off season.
3: Every time, like Chris Archer was signed this past week. Um, your boy was signed this past week, who we talked about last episode. That pitcher, yeah. I forget his name, whatever his name was. Oh, it's Zach
1: Davies. Yeah, Zach Davies. Chris yeah. Archer today irritated me because there's no reason the Orioles couldn't have made that deal.
3: Yeah, it, well, the same with the Zach Davies. It's just, just incentive laden deals, one year deals. Right. Um, but I, feel, I guess we feel good about Keegan Aiken and uh, Dean Kramer and Bruce Zimmerman. So we we, we don't need Chris Ar- Archer because because we got the, these guys. So I guess we're I guess we're good, Josh. I guess we're good there. I guess so. No, our started I started pitching. Josh is an absolute embarrassment and a joke. And the fact that we have the lowest salary in baseball and Michael Elias can't spend any money on another certain pitching,
1: or another certain pitcher is it's embarrassing. So... It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. embarrassing. It is totally embarrassed. I like the memes going around of um uh what's his name that just got traded to the dolphins in one year will make more money than the entire Oriole franchise oh really cuz he's over 30 million we're at 30 How million are we you're talking about yeah yeah y- yeah uh, by the way there's plenty of tickets available for opening day mm, that's concerning uh, yeah yeah it's, they're all over the place you can get any level of ticket you want you can get it oh wow that's surprising to me
3: uh but but yeah but i, I listen i don't blame fans for for not coming when you don't even try to be somewhat it, competitive. And you're just I mean, we saw how bad Aiken and Kramer and these guys were last year. And maybe right. they have a bounce back here,
1: but why would you not have and, like a plan B? And sorry, you also came out and said, We're moving the wall back so we can bring in so pitchers that want to come to Baltimore. Yeah. So you did get that part, but did you not? Why aren't you going and getting pitchers? Yeah, we got we got Lyles, we got one pitcher, and then we're like, Lyles okay, will sign we're good. before they move the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And and
3: he said it, he said it last he said at the end of the season, he said starting pitching is something that needs to be addressed in the offseason yeah. and he really hasn't addressed it. And so here we are again. And I think our offense is gonna be fine. I think it's through some interesting battles. I'm looking forward to some offensive players making some debuts this year. But it's gonna be I mean, Adley, when Adley Rushman hits a home run to make it ten to four. Right. Who cares? Who cares, right? Like, like I mean And right. it, it's so I'm not even talking about making the playoffs. I'm just talking about, like, not having to watch Keegan Aiken. That's all I want is to not watch Keegan Aiken every fifth day. Like, can, 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 can we just do that? But, no, we can't. So, I'm mad about this offseason, Josh. I'm mad about – I mean, the biggest offseason thing we did was move the wall. Um, all right. And Paul McCartney. And Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney, yeah. Yeah. It's It's – Oh, and, and oh, and I wrote in the show notes: biggest offseason move, no one's talking about. This is actually the biggest thing they did off this offseason. Is you're now once again allowed
1: to bring food into Camden Yards, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's kind of a crock that you hid behind COVID for that last year. Yeah. yeah. Um. Best uh, best free agent pitcher available right now is uh, Scott Casimir. J. A. Happ. Yeah. Yeah, I like mean, I'll take, anybody. Yeah. I'll I take any of these guys. Matt I don't Harvey's know what the out there I'll take. Yeah. Matt, Matt, you say Matt, Matt Harvey? Matt Harvey's still out there. Jake Arietta's still out there. Wade LeBlanc is still out there. Tommy Malone is still out there. Yeah. I,
3: I. We did the Wade LeBlanc time alone thing. I don't really want them. But anybody else, I'll take.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. But
3: there are some encouraging signs. Josh, did you see any of the DL Hall highlights?
1: Yeah, yeah, for his one inning, two strikeouts. Yeah,
3: hitting 100 miles per hour. Yeah, that slider fastball overlay—that was some yeah.
1: impressive stuff. Yeah, It is. You know how you you know how you handle a guy that does that? You demote him. Yeah, he he had that amazing inning, and the next day he's sent down. But the reason is, and I'm really curious to
3: see. I think they're going to start at Bowie. I think they said. But the interesting thing about him is, and he showed. I think this is true. I think people think this is true. I think this is true. People do. I think that he has better stuff than Grayson Rodriguez. Like from a stuff standpoint, he is the best pitcher in our organization. The problem with him, though, is injuries. That, that right? Yeah. I mean, that, right. that's the thing. Uh, Josh last year. So I'm I'm curious to see what he's going to do with innings wise, because last year he threw 31 innings. Right. So you can't go from 31 innings to 150 innings. So I'm curious to see how they're going to manage the innings. And the year before that was COVID. So he pitched no innings. So the last two years, he's pitched a total of 31 right. innings. And then the year before that, 2019, he pitched only 80 innings. So he's never pitched more than 94 innings in his life. Um, so
1: the innings watch is going to be Ooh, kind of right. a storm of deal hall. Right. Which means he's probably not coming to the majors at all this year. Though Michael innings for the following year, yeah, I, I would think, but then Michael Lyas said
3: it's very likely that we see DL Hall in in the majors <laughs> this year. So I don't That'd know if great. that looks like a piggyback, if it looks like a bullpen, if it looks something else. I think they might do something like that to manage the innings. I don't think he's going to be a starter every fifth day for the Orioles unless they do some type of piggyback. You know, him and Tyler Wells throw three innings or something. I think there's a lot of open questions with our pitching staff right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely open. a lot of open questions. We don't even know who our number four starter is. Josh, who's a number three starter? <laughs> I know. I realized that as I said it. I was thinking, oh, means laws. Yeah, that's, right, fine. that's the only yeah. people yeah. set in stone. For some right reason, reason, I was thinking there was another guy out there. And then, yeah, as it was coming out of my mouth, I realized I don't know. Um, the other Zimmerman, guy that looked really impressive. Zimmerman, that was Zimmerman sent
3: Wells? Well, well, Wells was sent down. Yeah. He, okay. The only other guy that looked really impressive was um, Kyle Bradish, who was throwing ninety seven, and he has really good stuff. And he's shown last year. But he got he sent got down too. But he was sent down too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Kyle Bradish is probably the closest kind of pitching prospect to the majors. I expect him to be up here sooner rather than later. They might be doing some inning stuff with him as well. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the options are right for starting pitcher. Dean Kramer. um, Yeah, Keegan Aiken. Keegan Aiken. Zimmerman.
1: Chris Chris Ellis. Spencer Watkins. Chris Ellis. Spencer Watkins.
3: Zach Lothar. I don't know how they view um, Tyler Wells. I don't know kind of what they're doing with him, if they view him as a starter bullpen. It seems like they're stretching him out, so could Tyler Wells also be a potential starter? I don't know. Right. Um, But, yeah, those are the options, so it's not – It's not pretty. I mean, you hope one of those guys step up. The good news is you do have Kyle Bradish, kind of waiting in the wing. So hopefully, you know, that's your option. But it's just, like I said, we should sign another starting pitcher.
1: (laughs) Right. No, we got got to do our next week is our prediction episode. So we'll go live on Facebook and everything. Probably Monday 8 o'clock or 8.30. Uh, but we have to make our predictions next week for the season, and we don't know who our number three starter is. It's crazy.
3: Yeah, and so, I mean, it's going to, I mean, pay attention to how, I think it's like open competition, right? So I think uh, Bruce Emrim pitches tomorrow. If he pitches well, I think you can pencil him in for one of the five spots. Right. Um, and then kind of watch what the other guys do. Watch what Lothar does and Kramer does and – Someone's, it's going to be kind of whoever
1: sucks the least will get it, I guess. But open competition is fun if there's one slot and you've got some good guys going at it. We have three slots. Yeah. And no one's really exciting for one of the slots. Yeah. And the two most exciting guys for those slots, Kyle Bradish and
3: DL Hall, were just, both just sent down.
1: Right. So, if, <laughs> if I are. said you had one spot and you had Bruce Zimmerman, uh, Zach Lothar, Tyler Wells, Dean Kramer, Keegan Aiken, Chris Ellis, Spencer Watkins. Maybe there's a little excitement. Oh, who's going to be the fifth starter? We have three slots for these guys. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it is. It's dumb. It's dumb. But one more comment
3: about DL Hall. I was just thinking about this. The, I think if you look at 2023 or 2024 as a series World Series contenders, I think if there's one player on our team that's going to determine how good we are next year and the year after, I don't think it's Adley Rutschman. I think it will be fine. I don't think it's Grace Rodriguez. I think it's DL Hall because DL Hall. Has the range to be a one starter, like an ace, a top rotation starter, or like injured and not pitching anywhere. Like that's the range for him. Or he could end up in the bullpen. Like it's just such a large range of outcomes for D.L. Hall that if he turns out, if he can get his stuff together this year and stay healthy, um, I think he all of a sudden we're talking about John Means, Grace Rodriguez, D.L. Hall as a dominant. You know, Deal Hall is one, Rodriguez is two, Means that's three. That's a legit top three starter rotation. I can't wait. Yeah. But till then. Yeah. Was, and that is assumes what are, We that, a whole
1: Southern season we got to deal with.
3: Yeah. And listen, I'm not over the moon about it. I'm not printing by my World Series tickets because I saw an opening rotation of Galsman and Bundy as being a, an unstoppable yeah. one, two punch. And then you dropped Harvey, and all of a sudden we're talking about Hunter Harvey as a third. Let's go. And right. obviously, not, none of those guys have worked out like we thought.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, so. it's frustrating.
3: Hey, one other, um, moving from pitchers, yeah, a guy who was super impressive and demoted. Diaz? Using now Diaz. Josh, what are your thoughts on Diaz's spring training and also the Orioles' decision to send him
1: down? Well, we know we got a lot of outfielders. And I think we talked last week, like, how does Diaz fit into this? And how yeah. does Diaz versus McKenna, who we know the Orioles liked McKenna last year, gave him a lot of opportunities, but he never really hit the ball. Um, so it's kind of we know our outfield is Mullins, Hayes, Santander. The question is that bench spot. And I think it's just Diaz, I don't think has the flexibility that a McKenna does. Yeah. And then yeah. not to mention DJ Stewart, who was also before he got hit with the pitch, he was looking really good too. And he seems like a very similar guy to Diaz. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody really wants Using the ideas. I don't think successful. anybody cares except no, you know, that they want to justify the Manny trade.
3: Yes, that's what I'm going to say. I think they really want to be successful. So they feel like they got something from Manny Machado. Um, also, like, I think, you know, he was a former top 100 prospect. He was not just, you know, a guy in the Machado trade. He was like the, the you know, the highlight of the, of the trade. He yeah. was a top 100 prospect when we traded for him. And it just hasn't worked out. And he has injuries every single year. I mean, people forget he's been in our system since 2018, mm-hmm. and just hasn't worked out. And you look at his total games played. I mean, he'll be lucky if he plays in 80. I mean, the most he's played is 85
1: games. Right. Just I've given on up finals. on him. Yeah,
3: and if I've you look up at
1: it, I don't, it's whatever.
3: And the reason I, I think he didn't make the team, and he was kind of cut, didn't even make it to the final cuts, is not because of a crunch in the outfield. I think it has to do with um, how they value spring training stats and what's what's more important: how he's hit in spring training. Or the fact that last year he he hit here's his batting average last year in 65 games across Triple A and Double A he batted 161. That's his batting average 161 right. with an on base percentage of 233. Like he was it wasn't just that he, he wasn't healthy he wasn't healthy but when he played yeah. he was terrible and so I think yeah. 65 games in the minors is better track record um, than just a handful of spring training games. And so I think they're going to say to him, listen, prove that you can stay healthy. Prove, prove that you can hit, and then you'll be back up here. And I think if he hits well and stays healthy, we'll see him in June. And if he doesn't, we'll never see him again. <laughs> I, like I said,
1: I think we'll never see him. Yeah. Well, I think I mean, that's a, to go a from mentally healthy to view to take. 160,
3: yeah. Yeah, listen, if he can just
1: improve
3: upon last year and stay healthy – It'd be a step in the right direction. But, yeah, I don't think we, you should expect too much from using Diaz this year.
1: I, um, or any year, to be honest. As we're talking about these bench spots and guys, is Chris Owens making this team? Well, he hasn't been cut yet. So, okay.
3: the complicated thing about Chris Owens, though, he's one of the only guys out there who is not on the 40-man yet. Right. He's just got the invite. He's got the invite. And the 40-man's full. So, to put him on the 40-man... And thus to have him make the team open day, you would need to remove somebody from the 40 man. Now you could argue, I would argue, there's a lot of guys to choose from, from the 40 man, um, who you could remove. But but yeah, that's that's the complicated factor with Chris Owens. But I think if they like him, I think he's played well so far in spring training. Um, I think that they like him, they'll they'll make the team. I think there's guys you could there's way too many pitchers on this forty man. I think you right. can find room
1: for him. Of course. And and on the field, I mean, you can put him at second or th- or short. You don't really have an establishment in either spot. Where's the Odor play? Playing second or third? I think he'll play second. All right. So then you have short and third that you don't have establishment.
3: Yeah. Though, for the record, um, Odor has been terrible in spring training. I don't know how much Odor's care about it. Um, but in the spring training, he's got one hit. Well, a minute ago, you just said you don't think the Orioles care about spring training. Yeah. So maybe they don't. Um, but yeah, I think I mean I think it's a lock that Urias is your shortstop. I think it's pretty much everything else is pretty much up for a battle. I think Kelvin Gutierrez or Chris Owens battle out of third. And then right. Odor and Mateo maybe battle out at, at second base. Okay. And then You didn't yeah, mention Martin. Oh sure, um, he's not on the forty man either, actually. So I don't think he's on. the Is he? He should be on the. Uh, yeah, should he should be. Man? I'm just looking at the forty man list here. And I don't see his name, but he should be. That's weird. Um. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So Richard Martin's another that's guy a, that did they remove him? And he cleared waivers. Possible. Um. I'll look that up. I don't see him here. Oh, he, he might be hurt. Is he on the sixty day DL or something?
1: I bet he's on the DL. Yeah. Because if you're on the DL, you don't show up here either. Right. I bet he was, um, going, on, I bet he was on DL. Uh.
3: So, yeah, that's another. I mean, I don't think um, – I, I, I don't anticipate um, him being on – oh, yeah, he was removed off the 40-man. Off the Never mind. He's off. Okay. Um, I was just looking it up. Yeah. So, I don't anticipate, obviously, Richie Martin making the team, especially <laughs> if he's on the 40-man. But that's I mean he's he's another guy that's that's interesting, right? Good defensively. Um I know he's a rule five guy, so he's had his chance and he just can't can't hit enough. So I think that's just starting shortstop at Norfolk. Um, I would be really surprised if he makes a team. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I mean, yeah, our, our infield leaves something to be desired, right? Like I'm not looking forward to watching Kelvin Gutierrez at third. Or Chris Owens, to be honest, I'm not that jazzed about Rogan and Odor. I like Urias. I think Urias could be part of our future, and I think Mateo is at least very entertaining with all his speed. So I like Mateo. I like Urias. The rest, you know, I'm I'm good with them not being here. I don't really care about them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think the I think the spring training position battles. I don't think there's anything really exciting this year with the Orioles. Yeah, I tend to actually agree with you. It's just uh, and,
3: and and I'm with you too on the on the pitching side too. There's not really just, There's like nothing it's, exciting. It's all It's not exciting. Yeah. If if Grayson Rodriguez or DL Hall or Combrados was actually fighting for a spot, like to prove themselves, that might be exciting. I mean, but you like the Orioles, I feel like they made up their mind for. That. I mean, Jamai Jones was already sent down. You thought, well, maybe Jemai Jones could be a guy who fights for a spot. But they already sent him down. They, they have right. no interest in having him fight for a spot.
1: No, that's uh, exactly.
3: It's just it's boring. Same with Vavra. Like, Taryn Vavra is another kind of young, exciting player who, okay, you know, he's a good prospect. Maybe he's fighting, but he's not. He was already sent down, so he's not fighting for a spot either. So, all these guys that maybe you maybe be interested in, like maybe using Diaz, like using Diaz was an interesting story, right? Him playing really well was an interesting story, but he was sent down. So, the Orioles, I think, for a large part, I kind of made up their mind here, right? And they're just. Um, like I could tell you who's going to meet the team now. Like it's not, there's not really that many interesting, you're right, interesting battles here. That's no, pretty boring. They do if they. I I think it's very possible that Chris Jones, because added added to the forty man. Um, also, they need to add another catcher um,
1: to join Ramson Chirinos because he's right now the only catcher on the roster. Right. Because we just assumed Adley would be there, but if he's not healthy, yes. Now he's pretty much going to be in the in minors, which has probably worked out good for Mike Elias because we would all get angry at Mike Elias if Adley did not start opening day. Yeah. And, it's, yeah if, and based on every other move they're making, I don't think they would have had him start opening day.
3: Yeah, I still think they would have had him start opening day. But you're right. All the other reasons point to them not having him for opening day. But this gives Elias a very convenient excuse for not having him up opening day. So, it's yeah, I guess it's good for him. Then, but that's the other thing I think that not enough people are talking about when you kind of – and I and again I agree with you. I saw people on Twitter debating who's going to make the team, and it was like such a. It's so boring. A, it's so boring. It's so boring, and none of these players
1: that are talking about will be around in two years. Like, I think just I feel like matter. last year was more exciting than this year. Last season, we last year we had oh, um, we had Matt Harvey, and what can he do? We had yeah. Felix Thomas. Hernandez too. Was there like trying Felix, to prove oh yeah, stuff? Yeah. Hernandez. We had uh, at least something to talk about. There is. Nothing to talk about in this team this year. Yeah. I mean I mean, in season,
3: it'd be interesting to see when do players like does DL Hall get right, a call right, up? When does Ad League show up? Kyle Stowers, Robert Newström. Like there's some interesting prospects that could be seeing time in the majors this year. And that's interesting, but they're not really playing into the none of those guys are playing into the 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 spring training battles. Right.
1: Now it's it's the spring training like Mass is not sending anyone down there. Like, they're broadcasting the spring training games from uh, Camden Yards instead of being down there. It's irritating because it's the Orioles' way. But it's also like, I get it. There's nothing exciting down there. Do you really want to send Kevin Brown down there so we can have a conversation with Mateo about whether or not he thinks he's going to make the team?
3: Yeah. Yeah, no. And, And so, I mean, what was interesting about the other game when this got the highlights of the other game is you had an infield. I forget the exact makeup in the infield, but everyone was talking about how you had Kobe Mayo and Gunnar Henderson, and I think right. um, there's a couple other prospects in in the infield, and people were so excited to see that infield, knowing none of these guys are going to end up making the team.
1: Right. but, um, but it them in- all.
3: It, yeah, you we, we wish they all were, but it was like, oh, here's a, a sneak peek at is, all actually our best players who are not competing for any spring training
1: spots. But right. it's kind of cool that we get to see all our best players for a minute. Well, speaking of that, how far off is Gunnar Henderson? I feel like he's the type of guy who could actually come up this year. Yeah. He's yeah, like I mean, a, He's like 20, 21 years old. Yeah. He had decent stats. Like, why not bring him up early like they did Machado?
3: Yeah, I mean he's 20, he'll be 21 though, I think, during the season. Um last year he played at Bowie at twenty, right? right. So that's something that our, our friend Adam Pohl always talks about that kind of the age difference is a big deal, that he's so much younger than everybody else at Bowie. But so, I, don't you want
1: those young guys like on your
3: major league roster? I mean, I think Josh, yes, I do. Uh, so I would imagine if he start if he played Bowie last year.
1: Right, um, if he got to Bowie last year,
3: yeah, either he'll start at Norfolk or I mean, because he started at Aberdeen last year and was promoted to Bowie. So maybe you want to give him a month in Bowie and then promote him to, to, to Norfolk. But I think, yeah, at the earliest, he could be here, you know, this summer. But I, I would guess next year. You're but saying I don't know. Next year. Yeah. But certainly, like, I think Gunner needs to figure out. I mean, last year he played at shortstop and third base and second base.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I guess we have those positions nailed down. No, we have none of those positions. Exactly. Now now. Pick which one. But you're doing this role where, not to compare him to Manny Machado, but Manny Machado played at shortstop all through minor leagues. And then his first game at third base, like we bring him to the majors and say you're a third baseman. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah
3: that's a little bit of unfair comparison, right? Because Manny no, Machado is a once-in-a-generation
1: talent. I get it. With but he's a, he's a major league yeah.
3: baseball player. Yeah. But he can do he both. He can make the shift. He can do both. Yeah, so uh, yeah, but I mean you might want to find out what his position is. Is it third or short? Um I
1: guess when we sign Carlos Correa, he can just move over to third base or whatever. Right. But right, I but, think but, that's the the answer isn't what position can he play? It's where's our hole? What do we need? Yeah, but if you
3: thought Jamai Jones, remember last year we were all clamoring for Jamai Jones. Now I,
1: thought, for the record, I was never clamoring for Jemai Jones. I, I was a little bit.
3: But can you imagine I mean Jamai Jones isn't very good. Um, Gunner Henderson is very good. So no. if, if he starts raking in Double A and he gets promoted, if he starts raking in Triple A, I mean we're going to be one to see him. We're going to be one to see him, and uh, yeah, and I'm I'm sure there's things he can work on at 21. But I'd rather you know rather than being Cameron Yards than than at Norfolk.
1: Right, so I, I agree for that I'm all yeah. for letting the young guys get experience up in the majors. Oh, yeah. Here was the infield. The infield was Gunnar Henderson, Jordan Westberg, Joey
3: Ortiz, Kobe Mayo. And then the outfield was Colton Colton Cowes and John Rhodes, so just a bunch of our top prospects. Um, So that was the highlight of a of a spring training game.
1: Remember, Ben McDonald made his first start for the Orioles at age nineteen. Yeah, wasn't he? Was he drafted that same year he made his first start, or something something? like that? I think it was. I I know minor league baseball. Right, I know minor league baseball has changed since then, but still, I like that about the uh, NBA and, and NFL that you get to see your guys faster.
3: Yeah, and unfortunately, this is like one of the one issues they could have solved. <laughs> with the CBA. With the bargaining, and they chose exactly. not to even like address it at all. Yeah. So, except for with the... I think that's a rule now, right? If he's top three, rookie yeah, of the year. Yeah, if he gets top three and
1: rookie of the year, then he gets extra time or something. Yeah. Know. So, I hope Adley does that to stick it to the man.
3: All right. Um, can I just also make this one other spring training comment? All right. My favorite... So my favorite player, Josh, that's not an Oriole, or has never
1: been an Oriole. Oh, it's it's. Oh, I know where you're going. My guy, too. Is your I'm favorite player too? too? Yeah. Is it's, Max it's, Scherzer? Yeah, it's it's part of the reason why I'm I'm watching Mets games this year. Did you see what Max Scherzer did in his first spring training start? What did he do?
3: Josh, everyone throws like an inning, thirty pitches in their first start. He threw seventy-five pitches in his first start.
1: Yeah, because he's a
2: man.
3: He's a baseball him, player. They asked him why, and he said, here's what I don't understand, and it was like blew my mind. He said, I've been building up my innings even before spring training started so I can go 75 pitches. Yeah, Josh, because why does, cares. Why do all pitchers not just build up their innings before spring training? Like, we're going to go into, because of the abbreviated spring training, we're going to go into the season with some pitchers not having built up, like Tyler Wells still building up his pitch count, and these other pitchers are still building up their, their stamina or whatever. Why don't players come in <laughs> haven't already well, built up this stamp? They, they can't throw nine, they can't throw five simulated innings it's to, what to, happens to, to, to a catcher. Like, you
1: can't do we, this. All our favorite baseball players are now millennials.
3: Is, is that what's happening here? I just, when <laughs> Max Scherzer, happening. the old man, came out and threw 75 pitches his first yeah. out, I was like, what? That's legal? You can do this? And it's, I just love Max Scherzer so much for it. Um, and that Max Scherzer-Buck Scherzer combination. Yeah, I'm going to be watching a lot of Mets games this
1: year. I'll say that. Yeah. I, I'm totally with you there. Um, <clears throat> you want to touch this Trey Mancini stuff that's going all around this week because what, – what, Why did it start up again? All right, here's why. It's, that's what I was going to to fill you in with. It started up because uh, Mike Elias – someone asked Mike Elias if Mancini would be in the opening day lineup and he wouldn't commit to it. So then Dan Connolly wrote an article for The Athletic saying that basically, oh, even yeah, though fans yeah. will hate it, Michael Elias will be trading Trey Mancini in a matter of weeks or months, oh. which then spun other articles about how Trey Mancini might be traded before the Orioles leave Sarasota hmm. um, because of the non-committal to open the day lineup and the fact that Basically, and all of this came from last week when we talked about all the fans irritated about arbitration. We talked about this last week, right? I don't think we talked about it, actually. All right. Well, last week, everyone was irritated about arbitration. I'm a little irritated by it, too. I don't care. This is how baseball works. It's it's not—it's not—doesn't mean they don't like these people. It's how CBA works. They have to go through arbitration. Okay, but that's fine. But are you taking into account that Trey Mancini had cancer? <laughs> a lot of fans are exactly. Yes. No, I think and that's where it irritates me. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, so the arbitration it, build on it just looks. It looks a little bit petty. to me.
3: Josh it looks a little bit petty that you can't that you're so close to your star players and you can't make an agreement. For me, it just looks petty from an Orioles standpoint. Already having the lowest salary in baseball. Um, where Mancini well, filed at 8 million, the Orioles offered 7.375 million, right. like seriously, you can't pay him $7, more dollars just
1: to have the goodwill of Trey Mancini. It seems a little silly. I'm not dependent on anything. The Orioles do Every, the Orioles are an embarrassment this off season with the money. Yes. With anything related to money. I like moving the outfield wall back. That might be yeah. the only thing this off season. They did that. I like and bringing the food back. And bring the food back. <laughs> Everything else they've done this offseason is an embarrassment. and yes. it's very frustrating. Anything related to money, this thirty million dollars salary is an embarrassment. The arbitration stuff is an embarrassment. But I also feel like it's part of the it's part of negotiations. It's how ha- it happens every year. Fans are making too big of a deal of it, okay. okay, so that's but anyway, I, all that bled into, yeah, yeah, the Orioles, like the trade, Trey Mancini, Trey, Which I think we've talked about many times. Mancini's kind of their only trade chip right now. Yeah.
3: I mean, I think we're on different sides of this, right? I don't think they should trade him at all. I think you, you think they're okay to trade
1: him. We've been talking about this for a long time. Isn't yeah. Trey Mancini who we did the jelly beans with? Yes. Wasn't that whether or not to trade Trey Mancini? Yes. Yeah. They were. All right. I thought so. We've been talking about this, I think, a long time where I've been on the trade them side and you've been on the not, don't trade them side. Yeah,
3: but I mean, the weeks to months could be okay. Like any time in his kind of final year of his contract, he could be traded. Right, so that's, right. I don't
1: understand the weeks to months thing. Okay, I'll, fine. Anyone weeks, can be traded in weeks to months. The weeks to month is simple. We don't have a the set spot for him on this team. He could play outfield. He could play first base, but we've got a bunch of other guys because we talked about the infield and we talked about the outfield tonight and we never mentioned Mancini. Yeah,
3: so, and, and we also talked about
1: how most of them aren't very good, but okay. Well, no. We talked about bench spots that are very good. We talked about how we kind of have an outfield set with Hayes, Mullins, Santander. Okay. We I mentioned I... how we have first base secure with Mountcastle. Okay. So. Who's your DH. Yeah. DJ Stewart. Who would you rather I have on know. this team this
3: year, DJ Stewart or Trey Mancini?
1: No, I'm not going. I'm not going to make that call. I'm not going to pull out and say, "Oh, yeah, DJ Stewart." No, but I'm saying, I understand. When you're saying, all right, how do we bring more draft picks in? Trey Mancini's the guy that we've got there to rely on. I get that. I just – I don't think you need more prospects. I don't or, think or th- I well, Two weeks – was it a week and a half when I was in Baltimore? And, all, and I drove up, and I'm driving down um, whatever that road is next to the warehouse, getting off 95, coming down, and yeah. I see a banner on the side of the warehouse. And I get excited because I say, oh, they've got a banner up. I want to see who the Orioles are promoting this year right. because that banner tells me that's who they want. That's who they think is going to be the face of the organization. So I'm oh curious. Is it, is it Travian Mancini? Is it Castle? Are they already putting up a. It should be Richmond, yeah. A Rushman, Yeah. Rushman. What are they be. doing there? Yeah. You know what the banner was? What? Paul McCartney. Ah, uh, yes. You know how disappointed I was when the banner said Paul McCartney? And I think that's part of the problem with the Orioles right now is the Orioles. And it they, comes should have our, a, they should have had a picture
3: up there of a ham sandwich and some mangoes that
1: I'm going to bring into the stadium. Or, I don't know. We went through bad years. We went through years where the banner was Buck Showalter because there was no one on the team to get behind. So yeah. you got behind the manager, and that was fun. There is no one on this team at this moment to get behind, to be the face of the organization Trey Mancini lucks into that spot as the older guy on the team, as the guy who has had good years here. He got all the cancer stuff, so fans have gotten really attached to Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini does not make sense for the future of this team. He's going to be traded. All
3: right, I think. Um, Josh, how old is Trey Mancini? Uh, uh, 27. Twenty eight. Oh, he's, 30. he's thirty. Never mind. I was going to make. I was people talked about him like he's thirty five or thirty six. He's thirty. Oh he man, he just he just turned 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 thirty. Yeah, he's in the final year of his deal. Um, I would argue offensively, he had a bit of a down year last year. He did cancer, um, man, cancer. You're you're sure. forgetting the cancer. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So the year before, bad two two ninety one, hit thirty five
1: no, home runs the year before he didn't play, right? Right. I'm sorry, this yeah, he didn't play the year before oh, two thousand nineteen. All right, so now you're talking about a guy who took a year off and then struggled a year, and you want to give him an extension? Yeah, I want to, well, I want to see like, they, like, i Just I mean, for a I moment, think, take the cancer part out of it and look at it just from a baseball stats. That's what I'm saying, Josh.
3: You, 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 you don't think that this team could use a veteran leader who's a good hitter? I think we could. I don't think Trey is a bad hitter. How come? He, how come he can be traded? It's because there's 20 other teams in this league who will want Trey Mancini because he's a good baseball player. Yeah, that's I
1: why. don't think you get much for him.
3: And yeah, uh, well, I think you get something for him. Because Other teams, him, mean, he's going to make someone else's team. So, you're telling me he's good enough to be in the starting lineup of, of I don't know who he's traded to, of, of the Cardinals or of the um, twins, of the twins because they want everybody, um, or of the Rangers, but he's not good enough to giants.
1: be giants, giants could have a hole, or the Giants, but he's not remember, good enough to be on our starting lineup. No, well, remember, I don't also, that. also, if I was Mike Elias. I would have been on the phone these past two weeks talking Trey Mancini up because suddenly half of baseball now can have a DH. No, no, I'm saying yeah, that, that's part of it, right? It opens up the market for Trey Mancini to a lot more teams
3: with a DH. It absolutely does. I would still argue that Trey Mancini means more to us than he does any of the team, and he's a good baseball player. And I don't think he blocks anyone from a spot. He can DH. Ryan Massa, right. can play for I, I don't think we have so many players that there's no room for Trey Mancini, no. especially this year. I agree but with all that. Next year, maybe we can talk about it.
1: I agree with all that, but I think he's probably not getting an extension, which then leads to he's the only trade chip Michael Elias has right now because Duquette blew all these trade trips years ago. You think, Josh, that leadership
3: <laughs> and clubhouse stuff is kind of BS, like just getting good baseball no. players and it doesn't matter no. who's in the clubhouse? No, I believe strongly in club leadership, clubhouse okay. leadership. And you don't think Drake Mancini brings that better than – as well as probably anyone on this planet for the Orioles?
1: I think if – no. I think that's standard. I think that's fine. But I don't think Mike Elias values clubhouse leadership because if he did, he would have brought in a veteran pitcher, good veteran pitcher to lead this start rotation. Yeah. Or yeah, a good veteran infielder think- in to lead this squad. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's his attempt at Chris Owens, but yeah, you're right. He's not bringing in. Um, you had chances. You had chances to bring in a pitcher who could be a number one, number two, number and three. also be the veteran for these young guys. Even a yeah. number three. You yeah. Well, Jordan Lyles is a number two for us, but yeah. Right, but that, I, there's lots of guys better than him that were available. Yeah. Um where you could have brought in a real pitcher to lead these young guys going in. You could have brought in Correa. You could have brought in Story. You could have brought in a veteran infielder to lead these young guys. If you really want veteran leadership around your young guys, it's not Trey Mancini. You've shown that you don't value that as an organization or as a GM. Well, maybe you don't value it this year because you're not winning, but you might value it next year when you're trying but to win. It, but now when you would want it. You want it when the guys are coming up. Maybe, I guess. If you're bringing in in a a veteran next year, it's not to get his leadership around the guys. It's to win baseball games.
3: Right. And I think Trey Mancini does that. Like, I think Trey Mancini wins baseball games for you. Like, I think he's better than what we have. Like, I think we're a worse baseball team just on the field, player-wise. Oh, I agree. Without Trey Mancini. I agree. All right. But I also think
1: Michael Elias wants to make moves.
3: Yeah, I mean, listen. If you do a wink, wink, nod, nod deal with uh, Trey Mancini, go somewhere else. Then you resign him. I, I, I think you're behind that.
1: You well, I don't know if you want to resign him. I think you resign him. I'm really curious to see what type of year Mancini has.
3: I am too. I think he's going to have a bounce back year. Like I think he had a good year so. last year. Um, he was a, a stud in the All Star game, and I mean the Home Run Derby. But uh, you know, I, I think he has a really good year this year. I think he's more healthy than he, he talked about. He talked about feeling a lot better than he did last year already. And so I think he's refreshed and he has a good year next year. I mean, good year this coming year. And so maybe it would behoove us to hold on to him to the trade deadline. There's part of me, though, like, listen, I don't want the Orioles to trade Trey Mancini. I don't. But there is part of me that's like, for Trey Mancini's sake, let us guy <laughs> exactly. a winning team. Like, exactly. guy, he's only known the Orioles his whole life. Let him play on a winning team. Yeah. So I, I would feel I good for you. Trey Mancini if he goes to a winning team. Preferably the Mets. I'm going to watch a lot of Mets game anyway. Can they can they trade him
1: to the Mets? Oh, and watch the love, I would win. love to... I, would, I think Buck Showalter would get on board with that. Oh yeah, totally. I'd love Trey Mancini on the Mets. Just... I definitely... Yeah, we're all watching Mets games. Uh, Max Scherzer's first start will be an Apple Plus TV thing exclusive. Apple TV Plus exclusive. As uh, Apple... Is that versus the Nats? Is
3: that versus the Nats?
1: Yeah, that's versus the Nats, I believe. Uh,
3: yeah, I, I saw, I, I, think, a lot it is. Of, I think... I think. I uh, think people were mad or like they thought Masson was going to get screwed on this because it's going to be Church's first start against the Nats and they can't and it's show on,
1: on Apple Mastin. TV. Yeah.
3: It's on Apple TV instead of Mastin.
1: uh Yep. Mets at Washington nationals, yeah. which I'm curious and you don't need an Apple TV plus uh, subscription to watch the games. The Orioles don't get on there until Friday, May 24th, May oh, 27th. Nice. We're on there. Yeah. We go to the Red Sox. So we're on there, which is pretty cool. Uh, They haven't announced broadcast crews for it or anything yet. I hope there's a real broadcast crew and it's not like just the Nationals broadcast, but now it's on Apple TV. That would be lame. No, they're going to have real – they're going to have their own. I bet they're on. Right. I'm assuming it's – yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, But I am excited that they're doing – uh, where did I, I was reading like a twenty four seven highlight channel where you can go and see all the highlights, and I think that's cool. Like sports, I think we Apple talked about TV. this before. Yeah, yeah, it's like a modern sports center take. Yeah, I think that's cool. So, yeah. But yeah, so
3: no, we have a, a week or so of minorly. I mean, of spring training games to watch.
1: Um, I guess some battles to watch out play. You can kind of check those out. Um, there was we'll one fi- day this week. I think it was Saturday where every single spring training game in the nation was on TV, or on MLB.tv, except for the Orioles. Yeah. Yeah, it's this ridiculous.
3: is a part of baseball I don't understand. I don't understand why every spring training game's not televised. I don't understand why more minor like, games aren't televised. Like, why can't matter. I watch Adley, 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 every Adley-Rushman
1: game? Right, right. Like, Especially I don't when these things. I, do people watch poker on Madison? Like, do they get big num- so big numbers of poker that they're not going to put a camera in Bowie and just flip it on? You could televise it for so cheaply a, a baseball we, game. It doesn't even have to be that nice. You don't need you don't even need a broadcast crew. You put one camera behind home plate and people will watch it to see these prospects. Yeah, even you just stream it online. You put you put that on com. You'll get viewers. Yeah. Well you can do that with MILB TV. I paid for that last year. Yeah. And some of the broadcasts suck, but it still was nice to have on. Yeah. It Just yeah. feels like common sense stuff. It doesn't happen.
3: Agreed. Also, that four dollars is a nice discount. But can I ask you a question? I saw someone tweet this out in the right. Um, if you, you know, if you do inflation, what was four dollars then should be twelve dollars now. So why aren't kind of all tickets twelve dollars?
1: <laughs> because salaries, because the salaries are way different than what they were in the '90s. Also, yeah, I guess. But I just don't understand. This is another kind of common sense thing about baseball. I don't understand.
3: No one comes to the games at Camden Yards. So why don't you make the tickets a lot cheaper? Uh-huh. Like, so that like you sell food. demand.
1: Yeah, so you sell food. So you sell food. Well, you, I saw a baseball player. There, get a better atmosphere, a better viewing experience for both people at home and at the stadium. Right. A baseball player tweeted earlier this week, if you want baseball to grow, baseball at all levels should be free for kids. Yeah. like, Makes sense. Why not? Yep. yep. If I could go free, if yeah. I could take my kids for free, we would go to a lot more kids. games. Yeah, kids under 12 should be free to every game, no matter what, across baseball. Yep. Yeah, that seems like common sense to me. Yeah. No. (laughs) Too bad the season's starting, because I feel like we could do an episode an hour long of things we don't understand about baseball.
3: Yeah. Like why Max Scherzer can just throw 75 pitches in the first spring training game. or No, not why he can do it. Why can't every other pitcher do it? Just go out there and and throw 75
1: pitches. And how are his eyes two different colors, but he can still see perfectly fine. Mm, that's, I feel like two a, different color really a baseball question. That's oh, you're bringing in Max Scherzer. I yeah. feel like two different color eyes should screw with your depth perception or something. You shouldn't you think, be able to be an amazing. Do you think your
3: eye color has connected to your depth perception? Do you think your eye color has something to do with how you see? You think people with red eyes see differently than people with green eyes? I assume I mean, people so. with blue eyes seem different than green eyes. No, they're just no. It that doesn't affect what or how you see
1: the color of your eyes. It's got to affect something. It's not random. Nothing's random.
3: No, you think you think you like see things a little bit more blue because you have blue eyes. Get out of here. Eye color. Eye color. It's just a genetic thing. It has nothing to do with your vision. Just a random genetic, like your hair color. Does your hair color have anything to do with uh, anything else? No? Let's see. No, uh, oh, man. I should have ended the podcast. It, it,
1: the your Ike eye color does not affect sharpness. But it does affect your visual comfort in certain situations because of pigment melone, melanin. Or I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, well, all right.
3: Fine. That's a good note to end on. Can we get out of here?
1: <laughs> yeah. You want to, unless you want to do a second episode on eye color. No. I was or you want to, something. Or you want I to talk was... about Antonio Brown wearing a Hollywood brown jersey and posing in, like, sexy pictures on Instagram. Selfies. No, that's, I, I'm not aware of that news story.
3: But <laughs> as long as I think Hollywood Brown's here, we'll hear Antonio Brown's stories. So, and yep. I'm okay with that.
1: You can well, keep the stories until coming. Until he becomes that video game streamer or whatever that we talked yeah. about a few weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how's that working out? Who's that
3: source? Who was that guy? Right. I don't, don't remember who
1: was. that guy was. So, yeah, we can get out of here. All right. It's uh, season starts next week. Now's the time for people to go on over to Apple and give us some reviews. Yeah, go t- 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 tell your
3: friends. We'll be here the whole season to to comment on the O's. I'm excited to actually talk about some baseball games you can watch on Madison starting in a couple weeks here. Next so, week we'll be uh, next week we'll be live on
1: Facebook. All right, we'll do we'll some meet. bold predictions and not just bold predictions. Also our season predictions. Yep, our season predictions.
3: Uh, Vegas, by the way, Josh has the Orioles. I think at 62 and a half wins, so we can. Oh, Talk about that next week. How I'll we put money on the over on that number? I've been burned too many times, Josh, <laughs> yeah, over recently. You know the Orioles, the Orioles have not have... hit the overs recently. I have no money in my bookie over in right now because,
1: because the Ravens completely screwed me this season. Mm, yeah, I think the so, Orioles. Uh, I don't think.
3: I, well, I tell you what. I listened to Baseball Tonight podcast. Buster Olney, yeah. Yeah. talking about the Orioles. He said mm-hmm. he would literally bet the farm on the Orioles under at sixty two and a half. Buster only surprisingly <sighs> said there's no way the Orioles get to 62 and a six, get to 62, 63 wins. Uh, I guess. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Hey,
3: all right. All right. Well, that'll be a fun episode next week. Yeah. We can talk um, about that. I wonder totals. if any
1: Burt wants to come in for that for some predictions. Yeah.
3: I, and I don't know how I feel about betting the Orioles when we don't know who our third, fourth, or fifth starter is. Like that's, yeah, that's the, the horrible part.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll have to know. Hopefully, we know more by next Monday.
3: Yeah. If I knew we were rocking like
1: Cobb Radish and, some of these other prospects I don't that know. feel a little better about it. What though. if we, what if we bumped the show to like Thursday night? We would definitely know by Thursday night, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know when they have to have roster set by. I think fr- Friday morning. Yeah, but I would think they would know before that, right? Yeah. Hopefully by the early Tuesday we know and we can do our show. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, but go
3: ahead and like Josh said ten minutes ago, write the review on iTunes. It's a good time to do it. Tell your friends about Section Three Thirty Six. Follow us on social media. Yep,
1: keep spreading the word. Yep. Now, now's yeah, a right. great time to get your kids into the Orioles because the future's bright, just not this year.
3: Yep, and we're a family-friendly podcast. No cursing. No. Uh, right. No bad talking. No. Uh, no, that your eight-year-old uh, no inappropriate jokes. Nope. No politics. No politics nope. over no here. No politics. There was a little episode during the pandemic, but we're done with that. No, no politics. <laughs>
1: I don't think we ever want politics. I think people just turn to everything into politics. Yeah, I think we said the word COVID, which is too too toxic at that point. Um, but no,
3: anyway, uh, fo- go ahead and follow us on yeah. social media. No, follow no, me. No more COVID on Section Three Thirty Six. That's right. Even though we're still doing it at separate locations, just to be safe. Me and you, you in Florida, me in Maryland, covering our six feet Perfect. high safe. Uh, yep. You can follow me on Twitter at Section Three Thirty Six. You follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Rucker. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. <laughs>
1: Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs.
0: I never thought I'd
2: care about gardening until I bought a house in the suburbs. But now I find myself in conversations about liquid fertilizer, and I wonder, am I the fertilizer guy now? (laughs) No, no way. Everyone knows the ratio between phosphorus and nitrogen, right? Yeah, I'm still totally cool.
1: Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service
2: by affiliates and third-party insurers.